Good morning, Hill City. How are we doing out there? We're so excited to have you here today. If you guys want to stand up to your feet, we're just going to get into some praise and worship. Come on, you know this one. Sing it with me. I was lost with a broken heart. You picked me up, now I'm set apart. From the ash I am born Ever saved in the Savior's hands. You are more than my words can say. I'll follow you, Lord, for all my days. Fix my eyes, follow in your way. Forever free and unending grace. You are, you are, you are my freedom. We lift you higher, lift you higher. Your love, your love, your love never Let your love be the shining light, breaking chains that were holding me. You sent your son down to set me free, and everything of this world will fade. I'm pressing on till I see face. I will live. Come on, I won't stop. I won't stop Cause you are, you are, you are my freedom. We live.
say this, but I feel like I need to say it. God is good. You know, I don't know why, but maybe somebody needs to hear this today. And maybe I need to hear it today. But God is good in spite of who we are. And in spite of what we try to make happen or what we expect to happen, He's always good. And if you're facing something today and you don't understand what's happening or you don't feel like God is there, God is there and you will make it. There's nothing too far reaching that God can't get you through. He himself hasn't already experienced and has come out on the other side. So today as we go into worship, I just, I challenge you, just trust in him. Just trust in his goodness. Know that there is nothing better and nothing else will see you through. But he always will. Encounter your love, your love, so. 
Feel our hearts with your love, your love. 
Come on, speak this this morning. A miracle can happen now for the Spirit of the Lord is here. Come on, He's here right now.
Father, we just pour out our praise, Lord God. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord God, in this place. Great are you, Lord, in this house, Lord God. Lord, I pray we just give God praise right now. I pray more than anything that God gets honor. That is our desire every time we come together in our worship, in our prayers, in our giving, in our living. What we do is to give honor to God that is that is our absolute goal here and I'm telling you if you come to a place if you come to a church and your desire is not God give me something but God I want to give you something today you will not leave empty that's just how God rolls that's what he does if you come to a place and your desire is to pour out praise you will be filled up he fills you up and that is his desire for as our father in heaven so just a one more time give him praise you guys can be seated. Good morning. How are you guys? Welcome to Hill City. We're glad you're here. Um, thank you so much for being here with us. I know it's a very exciting day. We have some baby dedications, and I know John's worked really hard on the message today. So if you didn't get a name tag, you got to get one when you leave. Um, but we just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for being on our school church. Um, we love our school church, and it doesn't matter where you're at, but God meets you there. Just like John was saying, as long as you are willing to just come to him and just say, God, I give it to you. And just like Jen was saying, whatever's going on, if you give it to him, he, he will work it out. Amen? He's the only one that I've ever known to be. 100% faithful, right? Man can fail you, and, and even if they don't mean to, they're still going to. But if we come to God and we just give it to him, that's when, that's when we figured it out. Amen? So thank you guys for being here. We're just going to have the ushers come up. I'm filling in for Paul Frank. He's in the, he's in the uh, Hill City Kids, so serving our kids. And we just so appreciate him and Megan and what they're doing with our kids. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm the Paul Frank. Uh, but let's just pray and let's just thank God, first of all, for his presence meeting us here today. 
God, we just thank you for your presence, God. And then no matter where we're at, if we're willing to invite you in, God, that you are there. So, God, we thank you for your presence in this place. God, I, I ask that if people have never experienced your presence, that today is the day, God, that they will feel love, God, and that they will know, God, that you are faithful, that you will never leave them, God, that you are there. You are there just waiting for them to call on you. So, God, we thank you for each person in this place. We thank you for each visitor and we just pray over the offering and each person here and what john is going to speak god that it would be your words not ours in jesus name amen 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 please thank you thank you today we have a if someone can pop the lights um today we have baby dedications i know last week i just want to give you some updates we had 24 baptisms last week all right how, how awesome was that? It's 24 celebration of people's lives, and we got to hear stories of how God restores marriages, how God restores lives. And, and we, we tell people here, it's not us. It's not our doing. We could try as hard as we want, but if God does not move in our midst, if God does not move or stir hearts, we cannot change lives. We cannot do the supernatural. But when people come together in belief, in faith, in God, he will, he will show up. He inhabits the praises of his people. He wants to be with his children. That is his desire. So if you know God or you don't, I, I hope that in, in times of worship, in times of prayer, and, and through the message, even during the baby dedications, you get to experience just a moment, a glimpse of how God loves you and desires to be with you. That is our desire today. Amen? Amen. So we have five baby dedications. I'm going to call different families up. Uh, but uh, we are reproducing rapidly. All right? You guys like to have a lot of kids. Right? I, I, some of you guys have like five kids and six kids. Yeah. I was like, and, and I ask, do you really like kids? And they're like, no, I really like their mother. Right? I don't really like the kids. No, I'm just kidding. They love the kids. But it, it's a privilege it's a privilege to dedicate our babies. In, 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 in Psalms 127.3, it says, Children are a gift from the, uh, from the Lord, a reward from Him. And dedicating the children is not only dedicating them, it's a dedication of the families. It's a dedication of the village. It's a dedication of us. And uh, no families, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, no friends, fathers, mothers that that God has placed you over them, that they're a gift, and that you are a steward, that's a manager, you are a leader in their life. You are to lead them, to teach them, to love them, to cover them, to pray for them. That is your role, to pray for them. Thank God for our mother's prayers, our father's prayers, our grandma's prayers. Thank God. Look where it has gotten us today to know him. And, 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 and so what I want you guys to do, and I want the church to do, know that we all play a role. It takes a village to raise a child right? And uh, we talk about this often here that we want, there's going to be a day when my son or my daughter, my sons, all right, I have more than one son, but my sons or my daughter, they might not tell us. We might, they might not tell us what they're going through, but I hope that we are close enough that we have friends and people in their lives that maybe Mark or Julie or, or Paul or Mike, they're willing to go to you and tell them, tell you what they're going through. And all I need to ask you is, Mike, are they doing okay? I don't need to know what they're going through. Are they doing okay? And as long as we, we have that sort of relationship, they're like, yeah, they're doing good. 
They're just going through something. We need that sort of relationship because one day, parents, I'm telling you, it's a village. It's a village. It is not you alone. We need a community. We need a community because you know what? Life, we go through struggles, right? We go through wilderness times. And in these moments, we need one another. And if you don't think you need one another, you'll soon find out you do. You just do. You just do. You find yourself in a place where you're like, I wish I just had someone to talk to. You find yourself in a struggle where you wish you could just share it. We're not that strong. We just put on fronts. We just pretend. But I'm telling you, man, that we want this church to be a family. That is one of our main goals, to encounter Jesus, to become family, to find purpose, and then to engage this life in a missional way, to engage this life. That is our four core pillars. In the Bible, it says, train up a child the way they should go. And when they are old or older, they will not turn from it. And the best things I, I tell parents, I, so I tell fathers and mothers, the best thing that you can give your child is not everything they want. The best thing that you can give your child is an authentic relationship with God and an incredible marriage. They will never complain, oh man, man, my, my dad loves my mom too much. They will never complain these kind of complaints. The, the, they, they, just, they won't. That is the, literally the best thing you can give them is a passion for God, for purpose, and then a love for one another. They look into that and say, man, I want, I want to have that. I want that sort of relationship in my life. And, and, and I'm telling you, if you don't want your little girl to marry a bum, give, give them an awesome relationship to look at. And they won't. They just have a standard that's totally different. And that's what our desire is. And I'm sorry if you feel like a bum. That's not my conviction. That's what God's telling you, all right? But uh, that's how it rolls. Um, But I'm telling you, give them the best relationship that you can, and they will see God in that. Today, uh, I want to call up the family of uh, Emmeline and... I can't say that right. Here, here, Tino. Afanila Mangeo, if you guys can come up today. And give them a hand. They came from everywhere, my friends. They're from all over. They're from California. They, they are in Alabama. They came from all over to be here. Some of them from Westminster, all the way from Westminster, Colorado, right? But uh, I, we, just wanna, we just want to celebrate this family. And uh, Tino and Mo, they lead our youth ministry. You're right. And they are, they are one of our, they are our leaders. And they have, they have this precious baby, Emmy. It's here. I'm going to grab you a chair. Candice, you want to come up with those two? Ooh. Hello. You want to say something, Emmy? She's shy today. She's shy today. To just today. But fam, you know, look at her. What a gift she is. If you can take a look at that. And then, you know, 
that I just started to tile. And that's what she does. And today I just want to pray over her and, uh, and celebrate her. And, and dedication is, uh, it happened in the Bible uh, a couple times. Once uh, the prophet Eli, he was the first judge of Israel, and he dedicated Samuel in his arms. And then once again, in, in the New Testament, in the book of Luke, Jesus was dedicated in the arms of Simeon. So that's what we do around here. We, we dedicate we dedicate them and, and we uh, pray over them blessing. And that is our desire today. That's our desire. So if you guys could reach out your hands. And uh, I, I wrote a couple things, but I, I just want to pray over her. And she's going to read my iPad. But let's, let's pray, family. Let's pray. And uh, we are just grateful. Heavenly Father, there are so many people here for, uh, for Emmeline, Lord God, for Emmy. That's what we call her. Lord God, that, that you would cover her life, that you would bless her, Lord Jesus, that you would give, that she is one of a sweet spirit and that she would sense your Holy Spirit at a very early age. I pray that she would be sensitive, but I pray that also that she would be one of bold faith. And I pray, fill her with your love and your grace and health, Lord God. Let her give her wisdom beyond her years and give her strength, Lord God, to, Lord, be a, a leader, Lord God, and not just to follow her. And we pray that into all of our children, Lord God, that they would be led, Lord God, by your Spirit. And I pray the Holy Spirit, Lord God, I pray your, your presence, Lord God, would fill her at an early age. Lord, we love you. We thank you for Emmy. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Here, I'm, I want to give this baby back to you, Mo. And we have a couple of things. We have a certificate for baby dedication here. And uh, I don't know if she has a Bible yet, but we got her, her first Bible. And, uh, and uh, Candace wrote her name on it because her handwriting is way better than mine. Uh, but, but family, I just want to thank you guys for celebrating this because it's important to celebrate. We, I, I don't know about you, but we like to celebrate things. We celebrate everything around here just because we believe that, that people need to be celebrated, that people need to be encouraged. And I pray that today you guys celebrate. Oh, man, look at that smile. And, uh, and that uh, just remember, take as many pictures as you can and, uh, and just remember these moments because they move so quickly they move so quickly so we thank you for being here and uh, we honor this family thank you guys god bless you guys will the family of asher lucas brett clark come forward just take a moment asher lucas brett clark four namer us koreans we don't even get middle names this guy has four names Right? That's right. I, I remember when I was getting my citizenship, Candace is like, you better keep your Korean name. I'm like, I'm going to change my name to something crazy. Because they let you change your name. I was like, all right. All right, you, I'm going to fool you and change it to something nuts. But, uh, but I kept it. I kept it because my wife would have uh, yelled at me. Uh, but here, this is Asher. I'm wait for mom, right? And uh, this is uh, Chase and Claire and... And the boys, you guys are looking good. But you guys, you guys got you got baptized. And it was an awesome time last week, Christian. Um, but we'll wait for Claire. And I just want to thank you guys. Welcome, uh, Claire and Chase and family and Asher. Right? You want to say anything? 
Nope, he's just enjoying the bagel. But I, I'm just really grateful for these two. And they serve with us. And uh, you might not see them. They're behind the black curtain. They're, they're the Wizard of Oz back there. Uh, but uh, just grateful that you guys serve with us. And today we have the, uh, the honor of uh, dedicating Asher. And we have today here, I got these two things. I got a Bible. I'm, you might already have one, but we got one. It, even the price tag's on it. Don't return it, though. Um, and we have a dedication form. Dedication form. And I don't know if he, he'll let me hold him. He will. Reach your hands forward today as we pray over Asher. And uh, pray like you're praying for your own child. Because uh, we believe uh, that that's how we want people to pray for us. Let's pray for them that way. But Heavenly Father, I pray for Asher in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I know that this young man, Lord, has an incredible future ahead of him. I pray that he would hold on to you so tightly as he's trained up the way he should go by their parents, Lord God. I pray for this whole family as we dedicate the child, we dedicate the family, we dedicate the church, we dedicate the friends, Lord God. But bless him and I pray that he be an ultimate blessing to his family, that he would know your voice and he would keep a peace in his heart. He would be one that is so steady God when uh, when hard times arise that he would know who his God is Lord God and it would steady his soul steady his emotions and steady his purpose God I pray you keep him healthy Lord God have your heart hand over him and your angels surrounding him let him Lord God lead your church in the future we thank you we love you in Jesus name we pray and everyone said amen amen thank you guys thank you And uh, more than anything, we're just honored that uh, we get to dedicate your son and that you guys are a part of our family. Thank you, guys, Jason Clare. Thank you. Give them a hand, guys. He's giving me the stare down. All right. Next, we have Malachi Jarrett Huber. All right. If you guys can all come up. Ooh, they, they got a section. They got a section. Good morning, guys. Good to see you again. Here is little Malachi. How old is he now, Joey? Three months. Three months. And we love this family. We're, we're so glad that you guys came to celebrate um, today as we dedicate little, little man, little Malachi with giant dad, right? Yeah. So glad that you're here, man. Thank you for being here. And we got to dedicate Eliada and now Malachi. And um, more than anything, we want to start just dedicating him unto God. I think that is, uh, that is our heart's desire. More than anything as a parent, our hearts is that one day that they would know God and that they would chase after God harder than we would. And, and that is our desire for our children. I believe that's your desire as parents for Malachi. So when we pray over him, guys, I just want you to pray that, that he would have such an honest, just such an understanding of God's presence very early in life. But let me hold him for a second. 
Nothing. Nothing. Say something. He likes me better. No, just kidding. Nope. He's pushing. But if you guys can uh, just, uh, just stretch your hands, and we're going to pray f- for Malachi. And just, just this moment. We, we celebrate these moments, and we, we, do, uh, we have traditions and ceremonies because they remind us of what God is doing, and they remind us to give back to God. But Heavenly Father, we pray for Malachi, Lord God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you, Lord, that he would know you, in a deep sense, Lord God, that he would have such a passionate heart for you like his parents, God. I pray that he would be smart and the fastest in class and let him be a leader, Lord God. Fill him, Lord God. Let him lead and not follow, God, that, because he's led by the Holy Spirit. Give him wisdom and fill him with your life, Lord God. Fill him with your love, Lord God. Fill him with your desires. And I pray that he be an ultimate blessing for his family, Lord God. That they would look to him that one day and they'd be amazed what God can do through a young man, through a, a, a man, Lord God, through a child, Lord. I pray at an early age, let him sense your Holy Spirit. What more can we ask than that, Lord Jesus. Let him take comfort in you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Here, give, give this family a hand. And more than anything, thank you for celebrating these moments. I think it's so important for us to celebrate these moments and to make sure that uh, we do this in our lives, that we remember big days and then we uh, that remember that they are God's. More than they're ours, they are God's. And, and when we treat them that way, uh, we treat them in, with such a different sort of love and, and desire. And I just thank you guys for doing this today. God bless you guys. Thank you guys. Would the family of Leah K. Medina please come up? Good morning, guys. Hey, my beautiful friend. Nope. Don't believe that. Yeah. Hi. Oh, she's wonderful. I'm so glad that you guys are here. What an awesome day. A day of celebration. And even after this, guys, make sure you celebrate and you write this day down, plaster that thing on the wall. Candace has a Bible and a certificate for you guys. But more than anything, it's a day to honor the Lord with what he has given us. We believe that Leah is a gift, that she is a, a, a gift into our lives. And so we want to dedicate her back to God. That's what we're doing today. She probably won't let me hold her, but I'll, I'll put my hand on her shoulder. Uh, but let's welcome her, everyone. Give her a hand. Yay! She's saying hello. Nope. Nope. She, no, no fun waves. Uh, but let, let's pray. If you could stretch your hand and we're going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord, for absolute joy, Lord God. Surround her with your joy. That is something that's sometimes missing in our world, Lord, is your joy. But we believe in a supernatural joy that comes from God. And that she would be a, a sweet, give her a sweet spirit, Lord. Let her life be filled with laughter, Lord God. Like, and, and then filled with the Holy Spirit, God. 
be with this family as they raise this child, as they dedicate her, Lord God. Let them know, Lord, that she is an absolute gift, that we would be careful of what we say, that we would speak life and not death, Lord God. And today we dedicate her to you, Lord God. We pray over her prayers of blessing, Lord God. I pray for health, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would prosper her in everything that she touches, Lord God. And I pray that she would uh, continue to show her family who Jesus is, Lord God. I believe at a young age, children do that, Lord God. They even lead us many times, Lord God. And I pray for this family, Lord God, your peace, your love, and your joy. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, family, for celebrating them. Thank you, Drew. It's so good to see you guys. But we're just honored that you guys are here. And we're going to and uh, we're gonna continue, but we just thank you. Give this family a hand, guys. And lastly, Eli Venezuela. Eli Arturo Venezuela, if the family is here. I wasn't sure if you were. If not, it's okay. All right. Hey, Drew, come up here. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Family, I, Drew is going on, and uh, he, he can tell you a couple things that he's doing, but I, I want to pray over him. He, he's had a, a couple tough months, and he's going to go, and you're going to go to the uh, job corps, core, and he's going to be away for a while. But I just want you guys to pray with Drew today. He's part of our family. He's leaving, but I, I just want us to pray blessing before he goes, and, uh, and just keep him in your prayers. Keep Drew in your prayers. If you have a prayer list, Keep Drew in your prayers, but I'm going to pray over you. And his, Heavenly Father, I pray for Drew right now in the name of Jesus as, he's, uh, as he goes off and he's learning and he's, he's going to figure out a couple things about life, Lord God. I know the last couple of months have been confusing, Lord God, but you are not an author of confusion, Lord God. You know what you're doing, Lord, that even in the hardship that Drew is growing, the family is growing, that we are growing, Lord God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, blessing over him. I pray, Lord God, that you would lead him, Lord God. And I pray that he would see more and understand that, that how much you love him as he's going through as he's as you as he leads and he's being led by you we honor you we thank you lord and bless drew in jesus name we pray and everyone said amen amen give drew a hand thank you thank you guys for your time in doing that i think it's so important that we do and we're going to run, and we, we, I've told you a bunch of things that we're doing. You see right here that we all have name tags, right? Yeah, and some of you guys did. You guys, uh, I should have done this better, but this is the best that I can do. So look around, everyone. Some, of, some people have name tags. They have names. Say hello. Take a moment to say hello to the person next to you. If you don't have a name tag, it's all right. It's not like you did a bad thing. Just, just don't follow my orders. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I put name tags on because sometimes we sit ne next to someone for like four weeks and we don't know their name when we stare at them. We're like, what's up? And it's easy if you're in church or you're, you've been in church for a while. You say, hey, what's up, brother? Right? We do the brother thing. We're like, oh, that's lame. Right? And I do it too. And I'm, I'm like the worst culprit of names. I, I forget names so quickly. Uh, but, you know, you should do for some that has been done for you. Some of you guys, you guys been here for a while. Take someone out to lunch. If they're brand new, get to know them. Invest in people. Invest in people. That's what we do for God. We invest in his people. And so, but my other reason that we have a name tag is because we're starting a series called Meet Jesus. 
Meet Jesus. I know I talk about Jesus every week, but everyone has a different idea of Jesus, right? I like that. I made that. That looks cool. That's really Adam Levine. Yeah, that's right. I just wanted to let you know. I liked it. I don't care. But I wanted to reintroduce you to Jesus. And for the next several weeks, we're going to get reacquainted with the biblical Jesus, what Jesus says about himself, what is closest said about Jesus, what is written about what he actually taught. And, and, and sometimes in our familiarity, we lose the sacredness of who Jesus was. He becomes our homeboy. It's so easy to make Jesus homeboy, our buddy, our friend, and it's so hard to see Jesus as king. We think we're t- we, we, we live in a society where we don't like kings, right? We don't know. They're not, I don't, I don't want no one to oppress me, tell me what to do. So we, we see, we try to see Jesus in a different way, and we shift and shape Jesus. So for the next several weeks, this is what we're going to do. Because if you really, if you ever Google Jesus, you will find like happy Jesus, angry Jesus, the prophet Jesus, the activist Jesus, the Republican Jesus, the Democrat Jesus, White Jesus, black Jesus, on 21 Jump Street, there was Korean Jesus. I was like, I was like, Korean Jesus, that's right. See? Korean Jesus. Ice Cube saw Korean Jesus there. And I, I, was, I was thinking, there's hippie Jesus, there's stoic Jesus, there's hipster Jesus with glasses and a scarf and skinny jeans, right? It's, it's so crazy. We have all these thoughts of what Jesus is like, uh, but I, I want you to meet the real Jesus, and if you would really meet him, how would we respond to who Jesus really was? In the Bible, there was really three ways people responded. The one way was people rejected him and said, no. Nah. The second way was like Zacchaeus. He's like, I want you to come over. I want you to be in my life. And the third way was the rich young ruler where he was filled with sorrow and he had to walk away. And I always wonder, how would I have responded to the real Jesus? And the more I read about him, it's funny because when I think about Jesus, and I grew up in Sunday school, I think of like Jesus petting lambs, right? He's like, oh, nice little lammy Jesus, right? But the more I read about him, he is way less tame than you think. He is very different than Mr. Rogers' lamb-petting Jesus. He is very different when you read him through the Bible. So that's why I want you to meet Jesus, get to know him, since we're basing our entire faith on this guy, our eternity on him. And, and, and to be Christian, it literally means little Jesus, little Christ, Christian so I believe we need to know them. Before I move on, I just want to welcome uh, Jamie, Isaac, and Lorenzo. They're friends of ours right here. You guys, stand up. I'm going to embarrass you anyway. Just stand up. Just do it. We love these guys. These guys head urban outreach at Five Points. They serve the homeless. They serve people. And, um, and uh, man, you guys want to say anything? No, you're good. You guys can be seated. But I love these guys, uh, and uh, we got to hang out with them and their crazy dog, and it was awesome. And, 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 and they're, 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 their heart is just full of service. And they, they, they have determined with their lives that they wanted to just serve, serve, serve. And that's what they're doing. It's not a, it, it, man, it, it's not glamour, right? It, it's a desire of your heart to follow uh, after God. Lorenzo, it's a desire of your heart's to follow after God, and you, God, you said, 
Take me wherever you want because you you're, not, you're not hipster Jesus. You're not lamb petting Jesus. You are my king. That's what you're representing, and I, I believe that's your heart. And so I, I, I honor you guys for doing that. And I honor every one of those guys who have gone to Urban Outreach to serve. They are grateful. I am grateful. But I think, you know what, it, it should be grateful for us to serve in that capacity. Amen? So if you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 1. We celebrate the Word of God here because we believe the Word of God changes lives. And so I'm going to give you some history on Mark. Mark was written by Mark. It's awesome, right? His name was actually John Mark. You'll find his name John Mark or Mark ten times all over the New Testament. You'll see him that he was a uh, he was an assistant to the Apostle Peter. He tried to hang out with Paul, and Paul gave him the boot. That's what happened. He's like, "You're too sissy. Get out of here." And I was like, and that guy wrote the, he wrote the book of Mark, and he got, I was like, man, Paul must have been someone you didn't want to work for, <laughs> right? He even kicks out people. He's like, you're, you're not called to the minister. Get out of here. And he kicked out Mark, and then Mark cried for a while, and then he started serving Jesus with all his heart, and even the upper room, they believe, was at Mark's house. Think about that. I was like, this is so crazy. This guy, he got to be right around God's moving, and he got to be around Peter the whole time. So he used to, he used to write, and, and, and he would write about what Peter would tell him. And so here's some background on why Mark wrote Mark, all right? And it's, it was to strengthen the church because of great persecution. During the time that Mark was writing this book, it was 25 years after the death of Jesus, not very far so everyone, when he was like, talk to this guy about Jesus, he knows. You could actually go to the guy and be like, is this for real? And he's like, yeah, that really happened. So this is a, he's writing it in a historical context of how Jesus lived, moved, and told his, his parables. But it was a time where Nero had his circus, and he was killing a lot of people. Nero was a Caesar back then, and he was nuts. He burned down Rome and blamed it on the Christians. So it was not a good time for Christians at the time. Just think about that for a moment. And, and to give you, that was the background of that. And Mark wanted to remind Jesus' followers today to live uh, back then and today to live courageously. Say, live courageously. Jesus said this in John, I have told you these things so that, you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. And I'm going to tell you, in this world you will have trouble. Some of us, we grew up in church, and they say, follow Jesus, everything's going to be awesome. And then we follow Jesus, and it was hard. And we're like, what? Right? Because we, we, they didn't tell us the biblical aspect. Jesus is like, in this world, it's going to be hard. And then we, then we go to Sunday school. They're like, oh, it's going to be awesome. All your problems. Jesus is not like winning the lotto, all right? Jesus is following after a king. That's what Mark wanted to represent. But he says, but you will have peace. You will have the peace of God. And then he says, but take heart, take courage. I have overcome the world. That, that is what he's saying. So let's open up the book of Mark, and I'm going to read from Mark 1, 1 through 8 real quick. The big, all right? Celebrate one more time. Mark 1 through 1 through 8. All right. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Right away, Mark is like, I'm going to tell you what this book is about. It's about Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's the Son of God. Verse 2, as it is written by Isaiah the prophet, he's saying, this is my backup, all right? I will send my messenger ahead of you. You will prepare the way, a voice calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord and make straight the path for him. And John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness 
preaching the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. And the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out confessing their sins and they were baptized by John in the Jordan River and John wore clothes of camel hair, leather belts around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. So he was, he was really into organic foods and he was into camel skins. I, that's what I imagine. All right, and in this, he was like shopped at Whole Foods kind of guy, wore flip-flops every day, all right? And this was his message. After me comes one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. He's just saying, there's going to be someone who comes right after me, and I can't, I'm not even close to what this guy is. You can't, you can't even imagine who this guy is coming. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Today, I believe that spirituality is on the rise. Spirituality, it really is. If you look into our TV shows, everything is about some sort of spirituality, right? There's uh, angels, demons, ghosts, spiritual warfare, superpowers, right? Some people call them good vibes, like send me your good vibes. I'm like, all right. You, don't, you just don't want to be like, pray for me. So you say send good vibes. I get it. It's, it's okay, right? But according to the Pew Research poll, uh, they, they said that uh, Americans are getting less religious but more spiritual. That it's spirituality truly for the last 10 decades are on the rise and not on the fall like many people think. People are interested in Jesus, but they're interested in Jesus on their own terms. They're like, I, I'm interested in Jesus, but, but, he, but I want him to be like this. They're all, it's on their own terms. But here's the catch. A Jesus that we shape and that fits into our world, our desires, our schedule, our life, this kind of Jesus can't change you. He can't. Uh, he can't transform you. He can't challenge you. He can't be like, don't do this. You're like, ah, I'm going to do a different way, Jesus. He can't contradict you because the Jesus that we make up is just you. Think about that. If you shape and form Jesus, the Jesus that you end up with is pretty much just you. You made him up. And if you want transformation, you want life change, empowerment, you need the real Jesus. And so here's my first point. The point number one, the king is here. The king is here. Mark 1.1 says, Mark does not start his book with genealogies or away in a manger or a silent night or three wise men. He says out loud shouting, the good news is here. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. What that means, the word Messiah means the anointed one. But what it means to the Jewish people or the, the heroes of the times, it means the king is here. The one that we've been waiting for. The prophets spoke of the fulfillment of hundreds of prophecies from the Torahs, the writings of the prophets. The king is here. The one that would bring the kingdom of God, the Savior, is here. The Son of God is here. That's what Mark meant in his very first statement. See, in Isaiah 40, verse 3, he says, it says the same thing. I will send a messenger ahead of you, and you will prepare the way. A voice calling in the wilderness to prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight the path for him. See, the word Lord in the verse in Isaiah is, is, is capital L-O-R-D. And anytime you read your Bible or you see verses on a Facebook post, and it says L-O-R-D, like all capital, that means it, 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 they, it, it, the Jewish people would not write the name of God, which was Yahweh. And so they, they translated, uh, the Greek translation was Elohim, but, he, uh, but they would translate this word into Lord so that they wouldn't have to say his name. That's how revered they were. Uh, but the word Yahweh means the one 
God, right? It means God, that God is here. That's what Isaiah was saying, that we were preparing the way for God. And it's crazy if you think about it, because Mark writes about Isaiah talking about Jesus, but Isaiah was written 600 years before Jesus. And we actually have a copy of Isaiah in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and it's carbon dated 335 BC. So we have a something actually written down about Jesus and it's carbon dated 335 years before and you can go to the museum and see it yourself think about that for a moment it's it's crazy that isaiah would write about jesus before jesus it wouldn't be odd to write to read something about you before you but that actually happened with jesus jesus was the fulfillment of so many prophecies i'm going to give you some born of a virgin yeah isaiah wrote about that in isaiah 7:14. From the line of King David, Jeremiah 23, 5. Born in Bethlehem. That was actually prophesied before Jesus in Micah 5, 2. He would teach in parables, Psalms 78, 2. We will bear the sins and sorrows. He will bear the sins of sorrows, Isaiah 53, 4. He will be spit upon and beaten, Isaiah 56. Hands and feet would be pierced. They even talked about crucifixion before crucifixion. Before crucifixion was actually a thing, because Babylonians actually started crucifixion, they talked about crucifixion in the Psalms. It's kind of a strange thought that all these fulfillments of prophecies would happen, and all these writings are predated Jesus. Predates Jesus, and he fulfills them all. And, jo- and Isaiah, he's trying to remind the readers that Jesus is the king. Jesus is the king. The king is here. The king is with us so that, the, so that the readers would live courageous lives. And they did. And they did. Point number two, you can meet the king in the wilderness. I actually called this uh, message, Welcome to the Jungle. All right? A nice 90s song by Guns N' Roses, right? They're coming back together in concert. It's probably no good, Right? But you can meet the king in the wilderness. You can meet the king in the wilderness. I love the wilderness. And, and to Coloradans, I, when I think of wilderness, I think of backpacking. I, anyone like to backpack? Everyone like the outdoors? Wilderness? Who hates the wilderness? My wife, Julie, Marcy. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being honest. You're like, why go outside when you can be inside? <laughs> My wife tells me, that. Why, why go camping in tents when you can sleep in your bed? Like, and I'm like, because it's awesome. Like, it's freezing. You're shaking when you wake up. There's nothing. They just shake. She shakes her head. She's, she, does, she has not gone camping with me or backpacking with me. But I love just lugging all my stuff in a bag, wearing a 60, 50-pound bag, and hiking uphill for miles. One time we did a 21-mile trip. It was awesome. I came back, and she was like, I'm never going to do that with you. <laughs> never. Never. That's not even smart, Right? But we were going through the wilderness, and we think of Coloradans, we think of the mountains, we think of trees, we think of lakes, fishing, kayaking, wildlife. But in the biblical context, anytime you read the word wilderness, it really means desert. Desert. The desert where nothing grows, right? A place of thirst, a place of thorns, no food, no water, no life. And the crazy part is all over biblical history, anytime you read the Bible, there's places in the Bible where people are walking through the desert, They're constantly meeting God in the wilderness. You would think that they would meet God when everything is awesome and things are going good. But guess what? They meet God in the wilderness, in the desert, when when you are thirsty. And it's crazy because we meet God in the wilderness. 
when things are going good, we, we put God aside. We're like, oh, God, you could be a part. You're just an add-on, God. You're just an add-on to my life. But in, in the moments where you are thirsty and your well has run dry, whatever you have put your hopes into, whatever you have put stock into, when that thing goes dry, you're like, God, if you're out there, I need you. I need you. Why the wilderness? Because you can't stay alive without God in the wilderness. There's no water, no food, no shelter. There's not even people that you can talk to. You need God to move because it's dry. There's no food. God is your only option. He is necessity in the wilderness. And you say, what does that have to do with us? And I believe everything because we still need God in the wilderness. And, and, and I want to say this, and, and, and I know my time is short. Everything in life runs dry. There is only one will that never runs dry, and it is God himself. It is in Christ. And many of us, and the older we get, the more we understand that meaningless, meaningless, a chase after the wind. We chase after this. We chase after that. We try to find our fulfillment here. We, find, we try to fulfill, find fulfillment there. You can get your dream job. Some of us have our dream job, and it's not enough. You got it? You made, you, you said in your mind, I want to make this much money, and you made it. And then you're like, now what? Now what? You said, oh, man, you, some, of, some of us, our wells are our marriage. If I have an awesome marriage, you can have the very best marriage but I'm telling you, it's still, the well will run dry. Your children, you can have the best kids. You can have awesome Korean Mississippian kids, and it still runs dry. You can have the biggest house. You can have the nicest cars. You can have the most knowledge. Man, we try to find our in things and stuff and sex and, and relationships, and all of that at some point will run dry. When you're younger, you don't get it, but the older you get, the more you understand in life, it all runs dry. It does. It does. And if you would be honest with me, there's something in you when you're experiencing these moments when it runs dry where you says, there has to be more. And I'm telling you, church, church of itself, it will run you dry. Christianity without the Holy Spirit in your life, without God leading you, it's not enough for you. It's just religion. So if you are looking to be filled here and you're not looking to be filled by God, it will run you dry. And then you will start blaming Christianity. You will start blaming like, oh, it's the church, I'm not getting anything out of it, you know. But I'm just telling you, you don't know God. That's why. You don't know God. And my desire as a pastor is for you to know God, I don't want you. you can know me. That's great. I can't. I am, I am not your source. I am just a resource. I am not your well. You have to go to the well that never ends, that will quench the thirst, that will quench your heart, that will quench your desires. And I'm telling you, you will only find it in God. Some of you guys, you give God a hand. Yeah. So, man, I don't know about you. Some of you guys have partied so hard. And you guys, you guys are paying for it now. But you guys went hard. You're like, all right, maybe it's in this. And then you find out. And, you, and it's crazy. I'm just telling you from experience. You start going to the clubs and you start seeing the same people. You're like, the same people are at every club with me. Right? The same people are doing what you're doing. And I'm telling you, the well runs dry. 
You go to the same bars. The whale runs dry, the same places. And you're like, why, is all this, why are all the same people there? It's because they're searching just like you, and it's still dry. It's still dry. It's not enough. We need an experience with God. And I, I don't want you to do Christianity like I'm trying to clean myself up. If I, if I clean myself up and I do good things, then God will love me. That's not how it works. We've, what we need to do is fall at the feet of our king and say, just take all of me, God. It is an act of submission. It's, it's, it's crazy because we normally think our freedom, our liberation comes from doing what we want. But, but in the spiritual realm, the way God works, in our submission, you are free. In our submission, we are free from sin. In our submission, we get more of God. Many of us here today are still trying to play God. We're trying to control everything. I don't know if you guys have any control freaks here, right? You're trying to control everything. You try to control what, a God, you're going to speak to me at 5 in the morning here, and then we're going to get back together at 8. We, we don't let God, you know, we, we, some of us, God's been speaking to us this week, even this week, and this really convicted me because someone brought this up. Has God been speaking to you and you have not been responding? Have there been something in your heart where you're moved to do something, but you don't do it because it goes against how you feel, right? But if it goes against how you feel and it's something beyond you, I want you to just take a moment and be obedient to it. Obedient to it. And it, and it takes those little moments of listening to God's voice where we that it starts being little baby steps, then we start taking big steps, and then we get to really hear God's voice in, my, in, in our lives. So if you're in this room and you're like, I don't really hear God, I'm telling you, it's those little moments where God is speaking. Hill City Church, friends, family, man, just be obedient in the little moments, and then God will start drawing you, and you will start really hearing his voice. See, there were people in, in back then, and they said they were being baptized by John, and later you'll be baptized by Jesus. And baptism was not a new thing. The Jewish people would do it, but they wouldn't immerse themselves, but they would go and wash their own hands to go into the temple. But John the Baptist was saying, you can't wash yourself. I need to wash you. I need to cleanse you. And there's one coming that is going to cleanse you and fill you with the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell our church, stop trying to clean yourself. You can't. Your goodness is not enough. Your, your, your righteousness is as filthy rags, Isaiah says. It's just not enough. If you want to experience God in a real way, we need to come to God, like I said, in submission, in humility, and say, baptize me, cleanse me, take me, use me, mold me, do whatever you want to do with my life. And in that moment, you will be absolutely, you will not even understand how clean you feel on the inside, fresh that you feel. That's our desire as a church. And when you lose yourself, you gain Christ. When you lose yourself, you gain Christ in you. And, and, and this is just the beginning of Mark. We're going to go through the book of Mark. I thought it would be a good way for us to get to know Jesus. And I, I just wanted to tell you this, and, and, and we're closing up, and I know it's already late. But there, let's stand. Let's stand. I just want us to hear this because we think the wilderness is this, that, and the other thing. 
But know this, that Jesus Christ went into the ultimate wilderness, and it was the cross. He was thirsty, he was naked, he was broken, he was alone, and he was forsaken by God. That's what the cross really is. It was a wilderness that Jesus faced so that when me and you go into our wilderness, we could have Christ, that we could be filled, that we could be covered, that we could be made whole, and that we could be known by God, found by God. You are not alone. I know some of you guys are going through really hard times, and you guys have been praying, you guys have been seeking, you guys have been just... Man, it's been really rough for you guys. I know it's rough for you guys. Some of you guys have gone through surgeries. It's health. It's family. Some of you guys are facing death. Like, I know that I was talking to one of my friends this week where he is just so sick and tired of cancer going through his family. And and you're facing these moments of wilderness. Some of you guys, it's marriage. And it's so tough. But I want to ask you, in those moments draw near to God. I don't have the answers. I'm not going to give you the Christian one-two answer like, do this and do this. Voila. There is no magic answer in these moments. But I know that God could give us peace and strength to get through them. Because I have good news for you. He is still king in the wilderness. He is still God in the wilderness. And He will bring you through. He will bring you through. So this morning, as we bow our heads, stop trying to fight God. Let Him in. Some of us, we've been fighting God because we feel like when we give our lives to God, it's a loose of control. And I'm telling you, it doesn't work that way. It is a loose of control, but it's a freedom. I can't explain until you do it. It's like, it's like, it's like bungee jumping. I can't tell you about it until you you do it right you can't experience it until you do it and i want you to experience god and if you are right now and you don't know and you are close you're like i don't know what to do with this jesus i've been hearing about him for weeks but if you're in this room and you know that god is speaking to your heart and he's been drawing your soul if you're in this place and you need to surrender your life to god you could be going to church for years it does not matter you're at a place where you have had so much control of your life and it's not been working and you're in this place and you you need God to take over and say, God, I just throw myself at your feet. If that's you, I just, I just want you to raise your hands and say, God, I need to give my life to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone that has raised their hands, Lord God. We don't believe in magic prayers, but we believe in statements that we make by faith, Lord God, that you would change our hearts, Lord God, that you would start molding us, using us, Lord God, and when we are facing wilderness situations, that we would look to you today. And in our weakness, it says in the Bible, we are made strong because in that weakness, we will see God, in our humility, Lord God, you will lift us up, Lord God. So we, 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 we start the book of Mark this way, Lord God. And we don't say, I'm not going to cleanse myself. I need you to cleanse me, Lord God. And Lord, there's so many more wilderness experiences moving forward, God. But let us know, Lord Jesus, you are king in the wilderness. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Get to know one another. And we honor you guys for being here. Yeah, make sure you get to know someone's name. If you need to take someone out for lunch, do it. If they're single and you're single, that's even better, right? But do it. Get, get out there. God bless you guys.